Because sometimes as adults, uh, we uh we we make decisions, and, and sometimes we we be in the moment, and we don't think the impact that it may have on our loved ones, especially something historical of that nature. Uh, uh, she said there were times uh, where they had to sit down with their daughters and explain to them not to pay attention to some of the vile comments that were made about our first African-American president, some of the comments that were made about his character, his religion, his political process. I, I, I mean, if, if, if you could remember, and some of you could do the research, some of the things that were done to President Obama in his first, throughout his term, his first and second terms, like be called a liar after a speech, that never had happened. And in fact, it was from a congressman from New York that did that. And later, he was ousted for some sexual pictures. Uh, uh, secondly, he'd go visit a state, and that, uh, the, the, one of the, uh, one of the politicians from that particular state stuck her finger in his face in anger. Uh, also, I, I, many other statements and, and, and incidents that happened with this man. And not one time, not one time that this man came back with attacks on those people or organizations. I mean, it was a political organization that was organized and developed to, and their whole objective was to make sure that none of his bills and policies get through. In fact, they have shut, I mean, they shut down the government two or three times. They held this country hostage. Everybody know who I'm talking about? The Tea Party. And right now, you know, I think uh, 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 with these new elections coming, with different Congress people and senators, I don't think they're going to win. Because if they were, I mean, let's look at politics. I mean, in order to get your bills passed, they have to be some compromise between Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. And uh, in order to get what you need, you had to basically, I guess, buy votes in the Senate and the Congress. So, uh, I mean, 
there were there were and there were never negotiations. There were never uh, 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 talks. It was just complete. They just turned the backs on this man. And in fact, there was a, a few times that even though his bill was passed, they had to go to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court passed the bill. Guess what? They still will shut, shut down the government. They either shut down the government or they uh, uh, forgot the term where they speak forever, two days, 17 hours, 24 hours. And a lot of these bills that he tried to push through was defeated in Congress. And some of them never heard again. Uh, he's known for Obamacare. He wouldn't know who's the original author of the health care that uh, President Obama brought to Congress and the Senate. Bob Dole, a Republican, and they still gave him a hard time. He was saying, he was saying one of his speeches, no, this is your bill. You're the author of this bill. Still gave him a hard time. And it's ridiculous how, how, you know, during these past eight years, seven and a half, seven and three quarters, during these past eight years, America really showed its ugly head. And I can remember all the optimism when this man was elected to the White House, when this man was sworn in. And later on that day, they interviewed a congressman from an urban area. I said, let them enjoy themselves now. We see what's really going to happen. They was already putting in the works to attack this man. Even, even if it benefited them. Why? Why would people do that? I mean, let's look at it. You know, he always said he's not a president for black folks. He's a president for all the folks in the United States of America, in the free world. And people forget he's biracial. His mother was white. So why would he try to, to, to as they say, uh, implement a policy that will that will um, bring the, make them feel less than. Again, let's go back eight years. Can people really remember how America was? In fact, I will go on to say, I will go on record. There 
were that said, finally, finally, racism is over. I remember that like it was yesterday. Racism is over. And guess what? And guess what? It became worse. It became worse. The shooting started again. The, 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 um, the pressures of being the first African, I mean, with being president of the United States, it all is pressure enough. But this man had to take on a lot of negativity from many groups, even his own people. There was a conference, Travis Smiley, Cornel West, uh, Dyson, Farrakhan, I forgot who the two other gentlemen were. Well, I don't think Sharpton was there. I can't blame this one on Sharpton. Uh, they said that President Obama is not doing, no, not, not doing enough for black folks. Well, I just want to ask a question. What president has? What president has did anything for the African American community in the United States? I should say the African community in the United States. I dare say, and then, and then they, their solution was, we should develop a black agenda. Okay, what's going to be on the agenda? How are we going to implement it? Who is going to be included to develop this agenda? I mean, I'm not against it, but I just want to know, is it going to be wealthy blacks, political blacks, uh, 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 academia blacks, like your college professors, corporate blacks, lawyers, or community people. Or you need to make a certain income or be of some type of wealth to be included in this discussion. I mean, I'm all for trying any type of solution that's going to benefit our community. This was tried once, I want to tell you. This was tried back in 1972 in, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Heck, there were two states that walked out of the conference because they couldn't agree on anything. So that has been tried before. Since how has the African, the United States, 
benefit from our first African-American president. We still have a high rate of homelessness in this country. Less of an increase or less affordable housing. High employment rate among African-American men. As the stocks, as those, those companies or Wall Street has benefited tremendously in any time in history or under any precedent. Again, let's ask ourselves, we'll move the discussion a little bit. Let's ask ourselves, as a community, as an African community in the United States, where are we today compared to eight years ago? Three four seven nine eight nine zero one eight zero. Press one. Where are we today? I think that our situation, for the most part, is not doing too well. I just mentioned affordable housing is still an issue. Um, Unemployment rate is still an issue. And a new issue is, is police shootings. Well, everyone feels that this is a new phenomenon, but it's not. Black men has been attacked by law enforcement since there was law enforcement in this country. I mean, been lynched, drowned, slapped, jailed, and now shot. And and we got to continue the discussion. We got to continue this conversation. We cannot let it go because certain media outlets have stopped talking about it, have stopped covering it. The only time they cover cover it is when someone from our community reacts. Do you think that we'll still be talking about police shootings among African American men if folks didn't shoot back? I mean, I don't condone violence. Oh, that's another trendy term. I don't condone violence, but if you keep a person down long enough or oppressed, you know, you have, he will have no choice to react. He just don't want to say, hey, look, man, hey, I understand the guy. I understand. I wouldn't do it, <laughs> you know, but I understand. And and, and these, these three individuals, matter of fact, the brother for uh, Baton Rouge, Long, 
his mother was on track to smile. And they had his diary. You know, again, they trying to put some mental illness on these men. Now, these men were mentally ill. They feel that this is how, look, the black community forever has been terrorized by law enforcement. I'm going to say it again. The black community in America has been terrorized by law, law enforcement and what makes it so bad is in their history books. It's in their history books. And, uh, only, and, and you want to know something? Where's the black politicians? Again, the black politicians will stay away from the issues because they don't want to rock the boat. The black corporate leaders will stay away from this issue because they want to lose whatever they're going to lose. They don't want to lose money. They don't want to lose the deal with their white counterparts. Um, that's why my Jesse, the, the actor, uh, Jesse Williams, that's why I buy LeBron James, Chris Paul. And let me tell you something. Chris Paul and LeBron James been speaking now for ever since these, these, these shootings epidemic with the brother from Staten Island. Whoa, you mean a black man life? There's no cigarettes. It's worth more than a black man's life. When he uh, had his team, he was in Miami. He had a team wearing hoodies on the um on the layup line. LeBron James. That he had the, all the brothers NBA wear t-shirt. I can't breathe. And I have not forgot the college plays from the University of Missouri. Some happened to this day. I don't even know what they kept that quiet. Whatever happened, some happened on campus, and they protest. They did not. They boycotted. It was like three games left of the season. They boycotted the games, and they had a bowl bid. And the university got a lot of money. But they'd get like fourteen million dollars for playing in the bowl games. Like minimum like from five mil on up. And the national championship, they get like twenty million dollars. And that and those the stats were like two years ago. Some of them put their draft on the line because you know, Missouri ain't no joke. They got a big-time program. They're always in the top ten. They're always in the conversation. They put their draft on the line. They put their, their deals on, their scholarships on. And you want to know something? The head coach, who was white, supported them. He said, go ahead, do it. 
any other coach, they were, you know, if I was the head coach, I'd say, man, we got to have a discussion, man. Forget the money, man. I want the national championship. I want to win the bowl game. Uh-uh, not them. They wanted justice. They wanted justice. And they won. They got justice on that camp, justice on that campus. They didn't let it die. How about the social worker that was just, he wasn't killed, he was shot. And the video had him laying on the ground. What is that? That's the most recent shooting that I know of. It seems like every week it's a new guy being shot by a police officer. And when they ask, like, well, why did you shoot me? And the response would be like, I don't know. I want to know why society always been intimidated by African-American men, historically. Historically. And historically, a lot of black folks had not supported, they only supported certain causes civil rights, which we did not benefit from, voters' rights. Now we got to vote because it's the honorable thing to do because people die for it. I said, look, look who we voting for. And you know what? There are black folks, and they have the right to support whoever they want to support. Black folks are standing up there with the white races of Donald Trump. You say, wow, why are you calling him a racist? All you got to do is go back in your archives and listen to his speeches. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is go back in the archives and listen to his speeches. So I'm saying that, really, Is something to really think about. Where is our nation today? What are we becoming? Things getting better or things getting worse? And you hear about Michael Jordan. Come on, Mike. This is what Mike said. I'm going to stop selling sneakers until the police shooting stop. Not the police shooting towards black men, but black men towards the police. Why could he just say gun violence? Why could he say, look, Mike has always been a turncoat. Yeah, I said it, and I call all you cats that love Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan is a turncoat, man. You want to look up turncoat, Michael Jordan is one. His picture should be on on the label that comes turncoats. 
go. I remember one time, it was about, oh, it was about 10 years ago, about 18 years ago. A question was asked by a black report, by, by, by a black sports caster that comes on every Sunday. I ain't going to mention his name. Come on every Sunday. Now I'm outside the line. Um, sports reporters. Ask him, Mike, you know, how come you never speak out against what's going going on in the black community? You want to know what his response was? And this is this is not a lie. I am not fabricating. I can't make it up. He said, white kids buy my sneakers too. What what that got to do with speaking your views and your opinion about the conditions of black America? I don't know. Uh, Sometimes, I guess we sell, you know, I guess sometimes we just sell our souls. And and uh, and and um and we dance with the devil. Well, the devil maybe uh, represent the devil could represent money. The devil could represent supremacy. The devil could represent like sticking your head in the sand. Sticking your head in the sand. I think at one time, that's what we was all doing. We didn't want to think about like, poverty in America, unemployment in America, uh, um, affordable housing in America, police brutality, and how some of us reacted, you know what we did? Black fight. Oh, and the drugs in the black community, gang violence in the black community. Go white. They're white gangs too. The bikers and all that. And it's, they are big time violent people. But you know that's not my concern. My concern is about the black community. You know, there's a whole lot of support to address situation in their community. But there are not that much support when it comes to addressing the issues in our community. Well, we really have to think about this. We really We really have to uh, think about how we do things. We really have to sit down. And I keep on saying, select a strategy. Again, I support any strategy that we come up with. But it has to be a strategy that is included by everyone. It just can't be the Christians. It just can't be the Muslims. It just can't be the Moors. It just can't be the Hebrews. 
It just can't be the Panthers or Black Lives Matter. It just can't be one particular voice. It has to be a voice of inclusion. And what you have to say about Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, they are trying to include all black, every special. I don't care if you're rich or poor. I don't care if you got education or not. I don't care if you're labor or professional. I don't, I don't care. This affects us all. This affects us all. And I hope, I hope that a prominent black citizen is not affected by these police shootings like a black politician, corporate VIP, or one of those actors that white folks may not know about. And it's not only, and I got to say white folks too. I got to stop saying white folks. I got to say, call it what it is, police. Because you got black police that know about this. You know, black black police have consciousness. When they put on that blue uniform, that's their brothers. Hold on, please. You're on the air. Yeah, peace, peace. It's Todd Black. What's going on, King? Yes, who am I speaking to? It's Todd Black, Queen Blizzy. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Oh, oh, welcome to Black Girl for America. Um, again, uh, this was our scheduled guest, and uh, 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 she finally uh, uh, arrived. Um, so, uh, Miss McKinney, uh, tell the audience about yourself. Oh, yeah, well... If you don't know, I'm a hip-hop artist as well as an activist for black liberation. So I basically do music and um, activism, very involved in the community um, as far as spreading knowledge, holding programs in different parts of the states over here in the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, about to expand over to Philadelphia. So that's pretty much, um, uh, you know, to stay updated with me, I have the Buy Black Tour which is the buyblackgirl.com. We're definitely on board for black economics. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. So uh, what are some of the issues that fit about? Um, what are some of the issues that that are close to you as an activist? Well, there's so many avenues for our oppression. Well, some of the top areas I would say would be economics, um, black economics, um, us building up our community more where we can eliminate police brutality. We can eliminate um, the black on black that is instigated by the same force that instigates police brutality. I would say those are the top. Well, let's focus on black economics for a second. What would be your course? That's right here. We got to 
uh, I, well, I always call it economic economic justice. Personally, uh, uh, by different avenues, we gotta have our own economics. Or I hear this other avenue, we have to fight within. Uh, and I hear another avenue, we have to separate completely. So, what, what avenue do you think that that um, black folks should go? To implement. Um, I would right now I would say the economics because with that we can grow more, but it's all limited because the money is still belongs to them. It's an illusion, but it is one of the smartest areas to expand on right now, being that we have the highest spending power. So if we you know get it done now. Every time we, we progress in a certain area, they go on and switch things up to make it a little harder on us. But, you know, we already know that. But right now, we say let's focus on the economics because through that, it will help us expand as far as land, businesses, um, our own community policing. And we already have the highest spending power, so it would make more sense for us to keep it amongst ourselves in our community, group, group economics, basically. I would say secondary, it means knowledge itself. So I do programs also where I teach knowledge itself to the community, mainly um, the youth. Um, get them familiar with a culture that embraces them as a people, you know, like celebrating Kwanzaa instead of Christmas, things of that nature.
Wow. Sorry for the technical difficulties. On my show on. For the other three shows, no technical difficulties. I'll be like, I don't press any buttons. I'm just looking at the board, the switchboard, and everything, talking to a microphone. We're not having problems on Thursday night. We're not having any problems on Saturday nights. How come my show always has technical that I don't do anything different from uh, Daryl's show or Carlin's show? All of a sudden, when it comes to my show on Tuesday, I got this cat that always calls in. You know, uh, say, I know I, I know the call because one time I put it through and he said some nasty things. Uh, 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 and I hope my show is not being monitored. If it's being monitored, I must be saying some correct things. Now, my show was just dropping. I had to rebound, bring it back in and all that. So, I don't know. Let me finish the story. And and, and one day it was snowing real bad. We'll talk about Bob Law and his experiment and talk about economic development. People want to do this economic development. But first, we better know ourselves on the reason why we're doing this. It has to be across the board. Across the board. It just can't be a certain pocket of people. It has to be across the board. It's called unity. Black folks have not been unified since the 60s. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now. Black folks have not been unified since the 50s and the 60s. And it took all of this. Matter of fact, I used to talk about, ooh, 16 years ago, I was working at this particular position in Philadelphia with Democratic Convention is now. Uh, uh, I talk, and we used to have these discussions. Young black women used to, like, come at me for my views, and my views have really has not changed. Matter of fact, my views have became more mellow. You used to say, I don't want to hear nothing about that black stuff. You always talk about that black stuff. I was talking about black economics way back then. I've been talking about black economics for 40 years. I don't want to hear that black. I mean, people, well, because you got to remember this. You had just came out of a crack epidemic. People, it was black flight out of these black communities. And what left was, like, people that were struggling. People that were struggling. And soon someone will graduate from school, I mean, college, or get a, or, or, or get a position or get a job, and they sell some money, the first thing they did is move out the black community. And guess what people are saying now? You got to get out the hood. Which hood is a, a black code for ghetto? You got you got to get out the hood. Let me tell you something. About thirty years ago, thirty five years ago, it was a strong movement. It's like, go get your skill, go get your trade, go get your education, and come back to to the community and share. 
come back to the community and share. We help us rebuild this community. Help us build this community. Then the crack epidemic hit, and everybody said, forget the community. Forget the community. They on their own. I got mine. And that's when that, that term really became nationalized. I got mine. Now you got to get yours. Don't even ask me for anything. Like, like really? Like, really? I'm on, and hey, you want to know something? I'm going to tell you something, too. There's so many people with black flight. I was one of the black flight, flight, but I still remain active in the black community. It's just that I didn't live there. And, and, and I felt so hypocritical when I used to talk to young men about how build themselves, build a community, and I'm living in whitey suburbs. Oh, I'm sorry, in the suburbs. I'm I'm guilty as that also. But I just want to say this, that we got to stop thinking that we don't want to live. Uh, uh, I mean, how can we have black economics when, he, when we don't want to live with each other? We don't want to live in the same neighborhood. How are we going to have black economics? How are we going to have economic development? How are we going to learn about ourselves? How are we going to create any black agenda if we don't want you have an audacity Talk about create a black agenda where you're living in the most whitest, richest neighborhood in America. And let me tell you something. I came from a community, black, poor, average folks lived in the same community. Their children went to the same school. Their children went to the same church. You might have men there that live five blocks away. That was something for a black kid to see. What do a black kid see now? A gangbanger. A drug dealer. A 